0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, episode number 21 of The Young and the Rowdies. And it is always an honor when we get a chance to bring a returning guest uh, to the show. But before we get into that, of course, I'm Patrick Young. I'm the host of The Young and the Rowdies. Thank you to everyone that's been staying tuned. We've been bringing you content of Florida basketball and many other things the entire season. It's been a whirlwind of a season across the SEC. If you guys haven't been staying tuned, this is the deepest this league has been in a long time. Hopeful that eight teams will make the tournament this year, but I want to give a shout out to the field of 68 media network for allowing me this opportunity and this privilege, getting a chance to connect uh, with the fans, with the players, with the coaches. Um, And I'm excited. Uh, I was thinking of what kind of analogy to use to introduce this, this guest. Uh, And I was thinking of an engine of a car, you know, you, you know, you, or may, that might be a little too much because you, you, you literally can go nowhere without an engine, uh, but the team without his presence, they still have been going. still have been moving players developing in this time, but it is very noticeable when his presence was not on the court and completely changing when he does bring back, because he is just a force from what he brings on both sides of the, of the court. Not sure engine's not the right piece, but he is the heart and soul of this team. Uh, because he is just the pa- passionate, skilled, dominant, uh, and just does all those great things for this team. And I'm so happy to have back on the show for a second time, the one and only big man in the paint, number 12, Colin Castleton. C, what's going
1: on? Thank you for having me. Appreciate it for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I think last time I had you on, uh, I don't know if I had really had a chance to really like hear your story and... being a florida kid that went up to michigan and and you telling me just the process there and i was like man i i'm a i'm a fan of this guy for life uh especially now where the transfer portal is something that um it's (laughs) it's at another level you know i think last year uh 1500 kids entered the transfer portal and it's 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 pretty – like, what do you think about the – the trend like, in this sense of where it is now? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like, being in college when it wasn't, like, as prevalent compared to now, like, my freshman year, sophomore year, transporter wasn't as big. I, to be honest, I think when COVID hit is when it really started, like, spiraling. Like, it was just going crazy. Um, and, like, it's just – ever since then, like, it's just been wild being able to just see, like – it's funny because, like, you watch games you'll be like, Sometimes like I didn't even know he was on that team. Like you know, right. like basketball. You know, a lot of kids. You know, you know, like players. Mostly the SEC is what I keep up with the most, obviously, because I'm in the league. But like other schools, like I obviously know a lot of players that are in college basketball just because social media. You know, just being around the sport. And it's like dang, like I didn't even know he's on that team. Like, but everybody got that extra year. Everybody got that free year. So people were just jumping, jumping around like it was nothing. Like it was there. Everybody. It was like AAU basketball, really. Yeah. But, AU, you got one weekend, you're with five kids. Next weekend, you got three new kids, and you're just like, what's going on? So, like, that's kind of how the transfer portal started, but then now, I think, like, the way coaches are utilizing it, like, it's it's, it's an advantage, you know? Uh, A lot of guys coming out of high school may not be ready, like, to impact the game right away, and, like, just being able to go to that transfer portal, you can just pick up a guy who's already, like, seasoned, I guess, and, like, knows the game of basketball, so, like, it helps. Obviously, on a team, like, the structure of your team, but I think there's definitely both good and bad of it, but yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't
0: know if there's ever going to be like the, the chaos of the transfer portal. That's probably going to be the normalcy. I yeah. don't know if it's of course the first year of having so many kids enter it. Like, cause there's, there's two sides to it. And I, I think I tweeted about it the other day. It's like, there, there are the kids like, like you, like you went to the the right, the, the, the place you thought was right for you up in Michigan, great program. And you could have easily been like, oh, man, this, I'm not playing. Let me leave. I want to go somewhere right away. But no, you're like, you know what? Let me weather the storm. Let me get better, see all the things that I need to do to improve. Let's not waste this year uh, and lose it. Let me improve my game. Let me be a, a, a good teammate and all be a sponge. Stuck through it for two years. And you're like, you know what? I think, you know, I, I miss my family. I want to be close to the family so they can come yeah. to more games. And I think it's just a better suited opportunity for me somewhere else. And that sounds like that's awesome. But then you have sometimes, and I'm not saying other kids', kids situations are better or worse, but sometimes, you know, you, you want kids to understand in, in, in life, hey, you got to weather the storm in situations you don't like sometimes to get to where, because the season you're in might be training you and teaching you something later for life. Because let me tell you, bro, I'm in, I'm in the corporate world now. And I've come to understand a lot of people don't like their jobs <laughs> and guess what? They stay in it and they, they kind of have to, but uh, you know, there's a due due diligence, but I get it as well. You know, some kids, they do need fresh starts. They do need, they, they had a dream and it was a dream school and it just didn't work out and they need to go to a better place or they want to, they got tired of losing. They want to win. You know, there, there's, there's so many layers to it. It's just like, like you said, you'll blink your eye and you'll be like, dang, I didn't know he was on that team. I didn't yeah. know what was going on over there. Um, but that's what kind of like, I mean, with college basketball anyway, it was always, always kind of exciting because it's kids always like kind of making, making a name for themselves that you don't know, you know, fan, fans are more loyal to uh, a program than they are particular players in general. But yeah, I think, um, it's crazy, man. I I can't even, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, the experience for you in the, in this case, but, um, shoot, like, how, how are you feeling? How, how's it going? How's, uh, um, how has, how has, you know, your second year being back in Florida playing, you know, uh, obviously dealing with some injuries, uh, with your, with your shoulder, but overall, man, you know, deciding to come back, how, You know, what are you, what's your perspective on everything
1: so far for you? Yeah, it's been good. Um, Obviously, I know, like, most likely my last year and stuff. So I've had, like, a little bit of a different approach than last year. Um, You know, last year was obviously my first year, like, transferring. So I was kind of feeling everything out, like, trying to figure out, you know, where I fit in, where I didn't fit in, because it felt really weird to me. Like, I obviously, like, we talked about last year. Like, it wasn't in my plan to transfer, end up at a new school, like, all the new, Uh, situations that I was put in but I feel like I learned a lot last year Um, especially with COVID like it was just so weird like most dudes that transfer might not transfer into a program while COVID was happening so maybe it's just the stuff but like with me it was just it kind of helped me in a way I guess because I was only around my teammates like 24-7 we weren't allowed to go any places because of COVID like you had to be really smart with that so I feel like that helped me like bond well with my, my teammates get to know my coaches better Um, And then obviously we got new assistant coaches. So, but I've been in college a long enough time to like understand just being able to adjust to new people, new teammates, new coaches. So uh, this year I just had a different mindset after going through the process. Uh, I know what I need to work on. And then like I've just been able to just focus on those things as well as just being like a leader on this team and doing everything Coach White asked me to do.
0: Speaking of like hearing and knowing what you needed to work on, you know, after the season last year, you put your name into the draft and I love, I love that. I wish this would have been an option because I would have done it is you can put your name in, get some feedback, see the things you need to work on and you can still decide. You can say, do I want to still go or do I want to come back and work on those things? You know, what, what was that? What was just the whole process like for you and, and getting the feedback? Cause I'm sure your family was involved and, and everyone just, cause you're a sponge, man. Like you want to be great. You want to do whatever it takes. Uh, but like, what was it like, because I never got a chance to do that. So I'm I'm listening as a guy that I wish I could have had that, that chance as
1: well. Yeah, it was definitely v- very cool. Um, I would say it was stressful for sure. Like, for the first time, it was definitely stressful. Uh, a lot of unknowns. So you kind of just going, like, with the flow. Uh, like, at least at college or, like, whenever you're doing day-to-day stuff, it's very stressful, obviously, in the body and mind. But, like, you know what's coming next. Like, with the process, like, everything was just so, all right, you're heading here. Or, like, all right, pick up the phone. You got, like, I had, a, uh, like, an NCA agent help, was helping me throughout the process, like, because it was legally the only way you can do it, but, like, I worked out for seven NBA teams, and, like, it's just plane ride to, like, Milwaukee, and I was stationed in Vegas, so, like, all my workouts were in Vegas, um, I was there for, like, over close to two months, uh, all of May, like, all of June, before I had to decide, but it's, like, you work out, two times a day, morning and night, and weights in between. And it's like, if you have a workout in Milwaukee on Tuesday, like you work out in Vegas on Monday twice, fly that night to Milwaukee, then you have your NBA workout on Tuesday. Then I may have a workout on Thursday. Like, for instance, I had a workout two times in one week. It was Tuesday and Thursday. So, like, you, I have to figure out, okay, do I fly back to Vegas for that one night to fly back to Memphis or do I just go straight from Milwaukee to Memphis? But then it depends on what the team wanted. So, like, if it doesn't want you to fly straight there, you got to go back to Vegas, and then you got to fly from Vegas to Memphis. So it's a lot of, like, coordinating and timing, Take care of your body, because uh, definitely uh, more than mental, like, on your body, it takes it takes a toll, uh, like, when you go through the process. So you got to just eat the right foods. Yeah. Just try not to, like, go anywhere. Like, it's all just relaxing. Um, watching a lot of basketball. And then just, just working out every day. Like, that was everything I was doing. That's probably the most, like, I was, like, that was the closest I ever got to. Like, just basketball was actually my life. Like
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it was like I wasn't – like, when guys in the NBA I talked to are like, bro, like, when you whenever you get to this level or play at the next level when basketball is just your life, like, it's totally different than when you're in school and stuff. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I went through a process and I'm like, okay, I actually get that because it's literally your whole life. Like, you don't yeah. do anything. No school. I mean, no friends are with you, no family members. It's just focusing on basketball. And I mean, yeah. that was, I mean, a lot better. So I, I definitely appreciate it. And yeah. And that's, I,
0: that's especially true when you're like just getting into the league because you want to stick. You want to, you want to make sure that you're, yeah, that you're going to stay there for as long as you can. Um, when you, when guys get a little bit more established and um, they know that they, you know, that's when they kind of, you know, not say relax, but start to, because yeah, you can always be a student and uh, of other things. You can have other hobbies. You know, you got guys that do video games. Some guys play golf. Uh, for me, and I played I played NBA for a little bit, and I went overseas. Like my best friend for a while, he would whenever he would come to visit, he would stay with me for like a month or like yeah. two, three months at a time, and that just made it made it so much better. Uh, just having somebody I know that I can trust and hold me down, and uh, you know whatever. So I just wasn't going cause you, yeah, you can go stir crazy, man. Like you literally just like that process of just living, eating, drinking basketball, but it's, it's great for you, man. Like it, you know, what did you, what did you, what'd you learn about? Like, what'd you learn about yourself? What was the feet? What, what was like, do you have any stories from one of your NBA workouts that you're just like, dang, like that was weird. That was cool. That was like
1: harder. That was easier. Or I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't have like a specific story. I would just say like one of the coolest things to me was like, actually it was crazy because like it wasn't basketball related, like on the court, but we were in Milwaukee. I had my workout and, uh, we were, we just got into airport arrived. They picked me up. We drove to the hotel and not every team, every team actually, yeah you had to get a COVID test before you did your workout. So we're about to go do our COVID test. Um, and, like, I'm not at that level yet, so I still look up to these guys. Like, I watch them every day. Like, you know, they still are, like, stars in my eyes, even though I'm a star at the college level. Like, I still look up to these dudes because until I get there or, like, play against them, then I'm going to look at them differently, obviously. But, like, they're at that level. They're at that highest level, so it's cool to see them play as well as they do. But we're just getting the COVID test. I turn around, and Giannis is just sitting right behind me. I'm like, yo, this dude is huge. Like, Is he bigger than you? A little bit taller? Nah, we're the same height, but, like, just, like, he just looked like a, like a, like another level. Like I was just like, dang, man, that's crazy. Like, and like, cause I've always looked up to Giannis and like his story, how he got into the league. And he was like this skinny, frail dude. Like yeah. his, over the years, is probably the craziest development of any player like ever in the NBA. So like just seeing him, I was just like, dang. So I went back to the hotel and I was just thinking like, that's crazy. Like how far he's come and like his development, Um, like just over the years is just crazy just to like, I would love to just like sit down with him and just talk to him, like what his mindset was. But obviously we didn't have time for that. So I knew they were busy. They they were actually down three, two to the Nets. That was the night they came back from the loss. Wow. The out. And then they came back and won the series. So
0: they wow. weren't in. It.
1: I wasn't gonna try to bug that. But I mean, if they would have won the series, I probably would have tried to like chop it up with him real quick.
0: Oh but, yeah. Man, you, <laughs> you could have probably been, hey and be tell the team to sign me, tell them to yeah. draft me. <laughs>
1: Like my workouts, there wasn't really nothing in the actual workouts that really surprised me. Yeah, I did all the work we did in Vegas with our trainer. Uh, his name's Joe Businar. He works with hundreds and hundreds of draft picks that have come through there over the years at Impact Academy. Yep, yeah. So he like I was I was ready for all the workouts. We knew what was going to happen, but that was probably the coolest moment overall.
0: I mean, speaking of ready, like when you when you, what made you decide? Uh, you know, going through all the process, what made you decide, like, hey, I want to, I want to come back to school, I want to work on, like, you've already, you were putting work in, I, I, I need another year, because, dude, I mean, you, you were phenomenal last year, and you've been phenomenal this year, but what made you decide, like, I want to give it one more, one more go here, uh, you know, yeah, well, I mean, there's so many things, family, working on your game more, wanted to, whatever it may be, what made you want to, come back? Because obviously, you know, you didn't have to.
1: Yeah, I feel like just um, there's a little bit more stuff, a little bit more things in my game that I wanted to show, just a little bit more touch. Uh, playmaking abilities, like being able to just make reads uh, yeah. defensive-wise, switching out on ball screens, showing that I can guard you know, like smaller players and guards that I can move my feet really well. And then just continue to do what I do well uh, on both ends. Play hard, run the run the rim, uh, and just be a presence at the rim. Well, but every shot, yeah, that's <laughs> goal. and I'd say, um, getting more strong, uh, just getting my body ready for the next level for another year was definitely going to help me mature more in that stage of my game. Um, and then I just want another year here at Florida too. Like as yeah. far as football, like we needed, I feel like we still have more to prove. Uh, we're at a really pivotal stretch going down towards the end of the season. We have some really huge games coming up. So, um, this is what I wanted to be a part of. And, you know, I'm ready for it. Uh, and I think all the guys are ready. We're at a good, uh mentally we're at a good space where we are as a team and coach Weiss is doing all the right things that we need to do. But for me personally, those were probably the biggest things. Um And yeah, I feel like I've been able to show most of the stuff. The injury obviously hurt a little bit because yeah. uh, I was at a really good place on the court as well. And I'm still going to try to continue to do that. I'm not letting that stop me, but um, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you make that decision to come back and for all fantastic. And it doesn't, you know, the, the thing is, the biggest part, it's, that's what you wanted. That was, you know, because, you know, I look back at my time and I'm like, dang, I could I could have left after my friend. I could have left after any other year, but I felt the same way. Like there was unfinished business. I loved my coach. I loved my teammates. I loved the school. Uh, I just knew it was never going to be the same. And, there, you know, I, there's times I'm like, dang, man, you know. Life would have been different if I would have left after my sophomore year. I would have got drafted. I would have had this and that. And, and it's like, but but I would have looked back and saying, what if? What if I would have stayed in college longer and and had more memories there? And and I'm I'm, you know, things would would they be different? Yes. Yeah. Would, they, would they be better? There's no There's no telling if life would be better or worse. Whether I made the, the the best decision, you know, and it's crazy because. My grandparents, they're they're Gator fans for, I don't even know, for since the nine early nineties or whenever they became, they were season ticket holders to the football. They never imagined that their grandson would be playing basketball at the University of Florida. And the fact that they were able to come to games for four years and I could share those memories with them. And my parents living in Jacksonville drop, like I would, I wouldn't replace those being able to cut nets down and going to the final four um, growing into a man, like being able to create that relationship and all those things, man, like they were, they were prices. And, you know, you now have the opportunity in doing that as well, especially being like, I'm sure your family appreciates that you're not, you're not up in Michigan.
1: <laughs> all the games, uh, and they, they love, they, they're there every, every weekend, uh, and during the week they drive up to 22 hours. So they come up and watch me play most of the games. Um, it's awesome because they're that support system that I always need and yeah. I always circle. But, yeah, I feel like just piggybacking off what you said, like as far as the decision-making, like you kind of got to just go with it. You can't really overthink anything. If you do what you want to do, everybody else is, is is not involved in what you decide to do. So you got to be happy with what decisions you make in life and then you just go with it.
0: Did you, um, when coming into the beginning of the season, I mean, you you know the work you guys put in in the offseason – uh, after you you decided to come back. Did you you did the strongman training with everybody? Back in time for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after going going through all that, putting the work in, you know, you started the season with so much like in a great way, like swagger, confidence, belief. Is that is that just because of the work you put in yourself? Is that because of Coach White is that your teammates? You know, it just it just seemed as though. Because you already had it to to an extent, but it was like another level, and you still have that uh, when you walk on the court. But like, because it, it, I want I'm, I want to hit this point on strongly for like the younger listeners that this might come across of just understanding how preparation breeds confidence.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you said, it you nailed it. Um, I think the amount of like work I put in. Um, over the summer, and just every day doing something for a certain amount of time, you just get to a point where like you don't have any uh, any thought of failure, like with certain things. You know, like I struggled with that in the past. Like even last year, there was times that's why I was so up and down. And I really like thought about I'm like why, like why was I so up and down? Like there was certain some, some games I'll come out and people are like dang, like it looks like Kareem out there, and then the next game I just wasn't there. You know, and, and I feel like for certain, not all players, but for me, it was all mental. Like, just believing in yourself. Like you can't rely on other people to give you confidence. Like you got to believe in yourself and tell yourself every day when you look in the mirror, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm that dude. Like I can put up these numbers. I can produce, I can do what I got to do. And some people make, look at it as like a cockiness. Like I don't look at it as a cockiness because on the court, I'm a completely different animal than I am off the court. Like I'm trying to be the jungle and lion of the beast when I'm on the court and off the court, I'll be anything. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm two different sides, but I feel like being able to flip that switch is something that a lot of basketball players that are the greats, they all talk about it. They all talk about it. I've watched so many interviews with all the greatest players of all time, and they all talk about the same thing. Like, you gotta just flip that switch. And like I find that out going into this year and just believing in myself. Like, I don't care if you don't believe in me or this next person doesn't believe in me, like I believe in myself. So whatever you it just goes in goes out the other year because I know like when I look in the mirror every day, when I wake up, I know what I'm capable of. That's the biggest thing. Like before I didn't have that. So just, I think that just comes with maturity. Some guys get it when they're 17 and some guys grasp it later. I was one to just grasp it later, but I've been able to learn how to use that to my advantage when I'm on the court.
0: Dude, to, to, to be able to grasp that level of confidence because of the work and and that belief in yourself it you know the the dangerous part about being at that switch and getting into the zone it for for some guys you think about like Jordan and Kobe yeah it's almost like they they never turn the switch off oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like it was always intense <laughs> and it's yeah. like yo man like the whole that expression of, of Jordan would push his mom over to win like that was <laughs> crazy that was literally his mindset. But who is who is Colin Castleton off the court? Because you know, a lot most fans only see only see you uh, yeah. on the on the court to see the the yelling and the passion and the blocking shots and running up and being excited for your teammates and when you were out being a great cheerleader and fan and team and like those, those things. But like outside of basketball, who who what do, what do people not know about you?
1: It's funny because a lot of like fans when I run into them which i they're always like. I've never seen you smile before. Like, <laughs> I've watched Gator basketball for the last, like, 20 years. But with you, I've just never seen you smile on the court. And that's what I was, like saying about the last thing you asked me about. Like, just switch. That's just how I am. Like, when I'm off the court, you'll be seeing me goofy, uh, laugh, laughing around, making jokes. I like, guess everybody knows me as, like, a funny guy, um, outgoing in certain ways. But, honestly, I just keep it to myself, really. Like, I got a close circle. Um, they know me really well. I'm cool with them. Um, and just, I guess, just like a funny guy, like a goofy person. But when it goes in between those lines, like it's just a different mentality that I have. Like I have to do that because um, I try not to be soft or timid when I step on that court. So I know when to switch it on and off. But off the court, yeah, just lay back, chill, um, hang out with my friends as much as possible, and just try to be as funny. And, and how many is possible with, when I'm with people I'm cool with. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit
0: about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what the, sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Yeah. Do you have a few friends uh, that aren't basketball players yeah, all my
1: close circle, nobody played basketball. That's so like Yeah, my close, close friend group, uh, we all played basketball in high school because okay. uh, I was cool with them. One of them played was a manager in, in, in college. The other one owns his clothing brand. And a couple of other my friends are for business and stuff. But I have like four or five, uh, six really close friends that I keep in touch with like every day, uh, if not every other day. We got a like group chat and stuff. But that's really like my circle. Um, yeah. For me, tell so me many things that they, they see, but yeah.
0: Is is your friend that has the t-shirt company, is he the one that helped you
1: make with your t-shirts? No, nah, no. Nah, actually, the guy that, that just, um, I'm actually about to drop. This is something nobody really knows about, but before March Madness, hopefully, hopefully we make it, and I believe we will. We're going to keep playing well and stuff and get into that tournament. But I'm going to drop a whole new drop, a collection of hoodies, shirts. Uh, Anthony Richardson's guy, he's the one who dropped. Okay, who did his stuff? Um, the AR fifteen stuff, the weapon. Gotcha. Yeah, I got some. I got something brewing up, but it's pretty hey, fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what's going to be my next drop. Uh, fans are going to love that for sure. So,
0: has it been um, a? Because obviously, you know, now the NIL changes have been in place, and you want to, you know, you are focusing on the game. That's like that's the most important thing right now. But you you also get to navigate and start doing some entrepreneurial type stuff branding yourself what was that not the distracting but like has that what what has been your experience in wanting to kind of get like has it been overwhelming have have a lot of people been reaching out has it been like uh pretty easy to find people to help you get stuff going because i I imagine like you know people don't get it sometimes like college kids they're not going to read a 10 page (laughs) contract or something like make it make sense and like how can I trust you that you actually have my, you know, my best interest in mind that you're not just trying to get me to sign something and have me locked into something for 10 years and you make all the, all the money. Cause I mean, that stuff, that stuff happens, but what, what has the experience
1: been like for you? Um, It's been really cool actually just having like opportunity to work with companies. Um, and like you said, obviously we have a busy schedule, but you got to just manage your time. There's free time that I have time to, figure out what deals I want to do. And I have an agent actually for NIL. So awesome. I, I have an agent that strictly does all my NIL stuff. And I talk to him every single day. Like there's not one day that shit we haven't talked about. <laughs> um, like just, he helps me out with everything, anything I need with that part, because I told him at the beginning of the year, like when all this stuff was going on, like I truthfully didn't want to have to deal with it all by myself. So right, like, I, my focus is basketball. Like, that's what, I, that's what I love doing every day when I wake up. Like, I'm thinking about it, obviously. But I have school also that takes up a good chunk of my time. And then all the other extracurricular stuff as far as, like, traveling, stuff with the team, all that stuff that we have to do that we takes up all of our time. So I was like, I, I really don't want to have to focus on it. So, like, if you could just text me, would I have updates on the week, what I need to do, what I don't need to do? So he'll just hit me up, like, hey, what do you think about this deal? Like, it's X amount of money. X amount of folks, X amount of whatever. And then I'm just like, yeah, I like that or not. I don't really like that. Let's work on something else. So he helps me with literally anything. He's made it like so easy for me. Uh, his name is Mike Raymond. Um, and he does a bunch of college athletes. He has guys in Auburn. He has guys um, on uh, other teams like UCF, Miami, my team. So he, just, he has a lot of college athletes that he works with. And it's just NIL stuff. And he's just on it every single day. Um, so he's helped out so much with that.
0: So will you, will you do stuff with him, uh, when you go pro as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We haven't discussed that yet. hundred percent. I, I would assume so because like yeah. you need a manager to help you with like deals and stuff like that as well. Um, but I, I haven't thought about that. So I really don't know, but I would assume. Hey, that's a bridge that
0: when that, when that it t- comes time for that, you'll figure it out then, but it's, it's really awesome to have someone that you trust and that knows and that makes it so much simpler for you. Cause like. The most what I what I was just worried about for a lot of kids sometimes with this NIL stuff is like it will become a distraction from you being able to maximize your time with as an athlete like those if you you do well on the court or in the field of play whatever guess what those opportunities and things to brand yourself they're going to be there it's just if, if the focus shifts to doing that stuff. And then it starts becoming a you know a lack of performance because of that you know then it's then you're setting yourself back but it seems like you you do have a great grasp on it so let's uh transition back to the season you know, you you guys started off extremely well um, seemed like the the defense of intensity was incredible you at the paint blocking every if, and if you're not even blocking it you're uh, You're affecting so many shots, guys knocking down shots, turning like all these things. And then you guys hit a little bit of a hiccup. You know, you you go on the road, lose to a a tough Oklahoma team, which actually just beat Texas Tech at home as well. They've got some really good wins at home. You know, it's it's difficult to win win on the road uh, for anybody. And then you got uh, the Texas Southern game. Um, You know, what was the mindset for you guys after you hit that, that little bit of a hurdle especially, you know, after that game where it just seemed, it was so uncharacteristic of like, hey, this happened. Like how, we got to learn from it and get better. How were you guys able to shift the mindset there uh, so quickly?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I think it just like attested to like what the coaches told us every day. Um, yeah, we obviously weren't supposed to lose those games. We still talk about it, think about it, obviously, because it can affect us in the long run. But um, we really just had team meetings, talked about what we were doing that, we shouldn't have been doing, you know, There's games that we, we really should have won. Um, and it was all on us, like as players, we just didn't do what we're supposed to. I think we just didn't have the right mindset going into certain games. And we definitely flipped that switch. Uh, coach has done a really good job of telling us, you know, like you don't have that much time left. Like a lot of you guys don't have much time left in college. And that's been our biggest like MO with everybody. Is like, don't take anything for granted. Like, it doesn't matter what the opponent is like, you just got to win. Like, we got to win a lot of games and we got to finish the year out strong so we can play well in the SEC tournament and go to March Madness and do what we're supposed to do and, and keep playing the way we did in the beginning of the year. Cause we started off really well, you know, we hit that road bump and then now we started to pick it back up. So just continuing that success and not worrying about the game before us or the game ahead of us, just worrying about what we're about to play. Like it doesn't matter about anything else, but this game that's coming up. So for us right now, it's Kentucky. Like we're just focused on this game. Like, we don't care that we just beat Georgia or whatever win right. streak. Like, I just focus on this game because if we don't, they're going to whoop us. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's the exact mindset. Uh, I think you guys have done a really good job of, of flipping the switch and just taking on whatever adversity comes your way. And speaking of adversity, uh, first off, first off, you guys had one of the toughest starts to SEC play ever. <laughs> <laughs> was 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 pretty insane. Um, you know, starting off 0-3 in in conference play, was there like, and they're all close games, you know, uh Alabama, you guys had them for for a little bit in that first half. And you know, Alabama being who they are, they they just can heat up. If you can't keep them contained, if you can't make it hard on on Jaden Shakafer, which he had uh what, 30 last night or the, the other night against uh, Ole Miss. Uh, man, he's he's fun to watch. He's a a premier guard in this league for sure. Then you got Auburn being who they are, tough team. And then LSU, uh, who is now struggling. Uh, You know, they're not in the best place. But, you know, what was your – you guys, you know, starting off 0-3 in the SEC, was there any, like, concern? Was there any, like – I'm sure there was a meeting, you guys being able to get your minds refocused uh, or something along those lines because that that definitely is – I mean, because Arkansas started 0-3 in conference play as well, but they didn't have – nearly as close as tough of a start as you guys did
1: yeah so I think yeah like I said we just had meetings um we just talked about like what we needed to do to finish games our win because all three of those games like whoever watched those, saw that we were right there neck and neck with all yep. three teams and it was just a couple things that they were able to just you know get away from that lead or or just extend the lead out a little bit more go on a certain run that just changed the game and we just talked about like what we need to do to, to not let that happen because yeah, With teams. You know, you can't you can't have any slip ups. You got to play your best game. You got to play your best basketball, um, and just do certain things to win the games. All over, taking bad shots. You know, we just fixed it, and I feel like guys are doing a lot better job, um, now towards the end of the SEC season, and we're in a good spot. But we just yeah. got to continue things well. You know, we're still not doing what we need to, um, a hundred percent of the time. So right. I think. Coach White's still not happy with where we're at at all. Like, he's still telling us, oh, even though we're doing good things as far as winning, you know, we still got to do better in a lot of areas, you know. Yeah. Um, we're just to continue to work on those things and then try to do well in the game.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, watching the game uh, last night, it was um, sending, sending just, you know, a little, little loose with the ball here and there, empty possessions, Uh, off giving up offensive rebounds um, just not playing solid defensively getting beat and and the good thing you know you guys do a great job of just so much pressure uh, but sometimes like that pressure the aggressiveness leads to you know backdoor cuts and then being out of place for rebounds but there's there's nothing not fixable which is always um, always positive because you guys have shown how fantastic your defense can be how uh, engaging how how well you help especially when you're at the basket uh, you know you guys go on the road and beat South Carolina and in between those games I believe in between South Carolina and Mississippi state is when you had a you injured your sh- your shoulder uh, you know don't need to know like how it happened but you know when that when it initially happened did you know that you were going to be out for an extended period of time?
1: you know like right when it happened it was a practice the day before the game. Uh, met with the doctors, did everything we needed to do to figure out what was going on. And then they let me know uh the next day, the day of the game, that like, you know, I'd be out for some time. Uh we didn't know how long it was gonna be. We didn't know like uh how bad the injury was yet. And then we found out later on, you know, everything that was going on. But uh yeah, it was definitely rough because I didn't know what was going on. It was so like I barely slept that night at all. Like I didn't I probably got a couple hours, if that. Now, for those first couple of days, knowing I wasn't going to play for a little while, definitely hurt, like, because I was just, hey, like, you know, we got that win. Uh, we got another win. I'm like, all right, well, we're starting to turn it around. Like, we're starting to get to where we need to be. And I just wanted to help out. But, um, yeah, like, I definitely hurt the shoulder pretty bad. I needed to rehab it. And I was just doing everything I needed to to get it back to where it is now.
0: Best in the business. Duke Warner, best in the business. Yeah.
1: By far, by far. He's definitely a great human being. Uh, love being with him every day. Like it made it so much easier because he's just a funny guy. He's I'm a weird, guy. man. He's yeah. so funny. It was it was cool. It went by way quicker than I thought I was going to. And now I'm back hooping. But I'm not gonna say my shoulder is hundred percent, because it's definitely not. There's like I just tweaked it yesterday, but I just try to try to be a warrior, keep pushing through it. So
0: what did you uh, you know, you're you're going through that. You're so, you know And, and uh, you know, I, I, me working with the SEC Network, uh, I was, uh, you know, I think we talked to you a few times. And uh, after after your first game back, and we were all, not joking, but, like, j- just seeing your energy and focusing, not you weren't focusing on yourself because anyone could be hurt or have adversity and just, you know, kind of up there and just like, you know, but you're yes. up on the sideline, you're cheering your guys on, you're cheering Jason on. Um, as he was getting some, he had to fill in those spots for those minutes and was starting to play, like, play really, really well, uh, sure. hoping that he's going to be okay uh, with his his eye surgery he ended up having. But, like, how were you able to snap? Because it, it's so easy to just focus on, for us as human beings, to focus on ourselves. Like, how were you able to stay a great teammate, sharing your guys on the side? And it's authentic. You know, everyone know it's, it's authentic coming from you, are not faking it. Um, sure. Like, but what, what was it for you that got you to, to, to do that?
1: Yeah, I think just being selfless, like knowing everything is bigger than yourself. Um, obviously, I could have been selfish, like, oh, I was playing well, like, you know, like I was doing everything I needed to do. We weren't winning. So, like, at the end of the day, I still wasn't happy. Like, even though I was playing well, I was still not happy because we're not winning. But then the injury happened, like, you know, you can be a victim with certain situations or you can look at it as growth. Like, I won't right. lie, if I was definitely really down. Like, I told you I didn't sleep as much. Like, I was just like, dang, man, like, Why? why does I have to meet right now? Like, I was just, like, stressed out. But then I was like, you know what? Like, sat on it for a day or two, and I'm like, just be positive. Like, there's a reason. There's a bigger reason behind this. Like, the man upstairs is doing something for you to help you learn, and you got to grow from it. And every obstacle comes with a good outcome, I, I believe. You know, not everybody believes that, but I believe an obstacle is, is, is for greater growth in the future. And I feel like this has helped me just learn that, you know, you can have basketball taken from you so quickly because I've never had taken from me and I never had an opportunity to not play like in college I've missed before this injury I missed two total games in my four years like that's wow. that's rare so you know it, you just learn like all right well you gotta keep moving keep pushing on and then those guys cheer for me every day while I'm playing so why why wouldn't I cheer for them like right. no I gotta, gotta help them out because they listen to me they, they listen to what I say they've told me like you know bro you're like you're the head of the snake like what what you say goes most of the time and yeah and, no, I try to tell them what I saw on the court, certain things I see, because you have a different perspective off the court. So like on the court, I obviously see it really happening live, but off the court, I can really dissect like, hey, tune, like you're only playing eight minutes, but make sure you do this, this, and this, because those eight minutes are critical for us right now. Man, can hard. you
0: get can you help my man tune gain some weight, man? I'm telling – bro, he jumped, but he's low. He's so springy and long. Yeah. But he just gets pushed over. If he can get some weight on him – I'm not yeah. even talking about a lot. Oh, my yeah.
1: gosh. Now he, he's going to be he, so I, good. I, I, I've talked to him all the time. Like, you are going to be really good, bro. Just stay the course. Don't let nothing negative get in the way because if he does the right things, you'll hear his name be called a lot in the next couple of years. If he, if he does
0: I, – I think he's his, his, his a bit like – He's gonna be a great pick and roll guy, above the rim, blocking shot, running the floor, um, just coming out. He's gonna make it. He's gonna be havoc uh, yeah. defensively for for other teams, and offensively, he's gonna be really hard to guard in the pick and roll. But you know, speaking of your your teammates, so after that, after the, you know, you miss you miss uh, you're out after the game before uh, Mississippi State. That's uh, the nineteenth. See your guys win. You know those first two games uh, against Mississippi state and against Vandy. Uh, then the team, you know, has a tough one on the road against Ole Miss, which is, that was a tough stretch anyways, to have five games in 11 days <laughs> having that, that makeup game. But what I love about it for the guys is that other guys had to, st- coach white, even the challenge for coach white, coach, coach, coach white had to kind of change the offense around a little bit and, and help guys and, and, and put them in places so they could be successful you know, how about the way Kawaii is playing? You know, he's he's been sensational. Tyree, uh Tyree has been been philanderous. It seems like his confidence has gone up to another level. And now MJ, the way he's shooting, like MJ shooting the ball like that, bro.
1: <laughs> goodness. Goodness. Yeah, gracious. Man. It's a perfect time to start clicking. And if if we do all the right things and like We'll be able to get like to where we want to go. So if they just all gotta click at the right time, and I feel like this is the perfect time of the year. Like all the coaches told us, like February is the time where you want the right things to click. So yeah. they're all clicking, and you'll be you'll be fine. So that's just what I'm, we're focused on. Yeah, I,
0: I believe so, and and it, I I think that your you know believe it or not, your your presence of being out or your the lack thereof has forced forced other guys to step up and fill those minutes and whatever, you know, you had DeRuji playing the five against Missouri <laughs> and he's, he's he, not that he can't, but it's, it, it helps to build and create opportunities. So when you fill back into that lineup, you know, it's not, it's not a, as big as a learning curve for like a Kwasi that, or, or, uh, Niles that had, Hey, how, how about that? Dunk he had down, down the middle. it was nice last night, but, uh, and I, and I think for you guys now that, that, you know, getting back to the core of your the defense, but like you especially, like it, the game is so noticeable when you're back in the game because you affect, you feel the stats in, in like not padding them, but, you know, you rebound, you block shots, uh, you finish. When you get double team, you get the ball out, uh, you screen well, you know, th- are you just aware of like how much you bring to the table night in and night out for, for the team and, and, and how much you affect? Uh, especially right now where you guys are in that bubble watch, you know, it's been, it's been last four in, it's been first four out. You know, do you, d- do you put like more pressure on yourself or are you just going out there and just doing what you do?
1: Um, I think I, was, I definitely my second game back. So I don't try to put pressure on myself, but I obviously know where we are as a team. And like, if it's a lot of guys last years, I uh, know like where we want to go and like, that's the play in the tournament. So we got win as much games as possible um and I feel like I carry a lot of the load as far as the little things that we do to win and I'm gonna bring that every night and regardless of who's guarding me the team we're playing like you've got to come out with wins and that's the biggest thing so if everybody just focuses on their role and what they need to do to help us win like everybody's gonna shine everybody's gonna have opportunity to do what they want to do uh whatever that may be but I feel like I don't really try to think about it um I just just try to hoop and just do all the things the coaches tell me to do every night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, you got you guys got Kentucky coming up here on Saturday. Uh the following Saturday you got you guys have Auburn at home. Is there, you know, going into the season were were there any kind of cuz I never really focused on it. Actually, I you know, being when I was being in the league so long, you know, I always kind of looked at those games against Tennessee when Jarnell Stokes was there. And uh, uh, Jerome Mayman. like I was really ready for those matchups. And when Fessy Zili was at Vanderbilt, and uh, whoever was at Kentucky at that time, like I couldn't wait for those games. Are you are you really looking like? And you got you guys got Kentucky twice. You got them on the road, and then you got them at home uh, last last game of, of the season. Uh, are are you are you really looking forward to those those matchups with uh, those top? And you got Arkansas, another team that's playing really well right now are you looking forward to those matchups
1: yeah i'm ready like i i'm ready to go i just want to hoop get ready to play those teams um they're obviously really good programs really good teams they got a lot of good players but i feel like we're doing what we need to do everybody gotta stay locked in because like i said it's it's hard to win on the road in this league and um if we do we're supposed to we can come out and win but if, if we don't go there with the right mindset then they can get bad real quick. So just like any team, any home environment that she's it's hard to play at. So, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, we're doing everything we need to. So I'm confident in our in, in what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to be, a, you, you you and Walker Kessler are probably some of the best matchups for, you know, Oscar Sheway that's playing at uh, such a high clip just with your size and strength. But, you know, with this Kentucky, it, it's key to pressure them. It's key to to speed because they already play fast and they're going to be at home. Uh, but I look I look at a game like when Texas A and M played Kentucky earlier this season, and yeah, Kentucky had a didn't have a great shooting night, but the ball pressure that Texas A and M put on everywhere they 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 weren't able to get the ball into Oscar because it was high hands denials, uh, not allowing guys to just easily come into ball screens and without fouling, um, and it, it's, it's definitely going to. It's definitely gonna take um, take a lot of that, but you know, it, it. Someone asked this question the other day. You know, do you guys, being where you are, you guys are with these last, uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. Do, do you actually quad watch? Do you actually like even pay attention to uh, like the Joe Lenardi stuff, or are you just like, hey, we control what we control, and let's do let's just do what we got to do. If we win, we we're good.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think anybody really cares about that. We don't really, like, focus on it because it changes every game. So, yeah, I I know a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you guys are this, you guys are that. I'm like, bro, I really don't care because you win a game, it'll change. You lose a game, it'll change. So, it's all projection, uh, like, where you may be. But if you just do what you're supposed to, you'll get to where you want to go. It's the tournament. And I feel like that's just my mindset. Um, Hopefully, that's everybody else's mindset. And I feel like nobody really worries about that. That's all Coach White tells us, like, don't worry about what everybody else is talking about, like all the outside um, noise and attention that people give you, because all the people that are there for you can also not be there for you, just yeah. as quickly. Oh, yeah. you. you just got a lot to put in the focus on what you need to do to win. That's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, just focus on the next step and staying in the moment. You know, what's been, um, what's been your favorite part about just being in, you know, what possibly is your last year at Florida? Just like embracing that senior year, what's been been your favorite part about you know from the school, from the uh, just being a student athlete? Has it has this has it just felt has it felt different at all being a being a senior?
1: Um, yeah, a little bit. I think like because you just know like there's an ending to it, so you gotta kind of just enjoy all the little moments, uh, like all the off days, all free time you have. Uh, you don't really have as much time as possible because there is an end soon. So personally, for me, it's gone by so fast. Like this year is literally just. Like I blinked and we're already in February going to go to March. Wow. So this is going by really quick. Um, but just focusing on basketball is the biggest thing that I've done, like just trying to do as best as possible. And uh, as a team, I just want us to go as far as we can. Cause it's like I said, it's, it's a lot of guys last year. So you want to go out with a bang um, and do it as much as we can. I feel like we have the opportunity to, but we just got to keep doing what we're doing. But personally for me, just enjoying everything, like, uh, all the little stuff that I wasn't able to last year with COVID. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking, speaking of uh, talking about uh, not being able to have fans last year, yeah. you know, what, what is what was it like? Uh, you know, whether going on the road or you know, we're, shout out to the rowdies first because this is the podcast that is in part the name uh, due to the rowdy reptiles. What was it like, man? That that place gets rocking when you guys are are uh, are doing doing the thing out there. Like, what's what's it? What did it mean for you to 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 see? Like, first not having the fans and then realizing, dang,
1: like, it is just a different – it is amazing having them, them back in the area in yeah, It was weird last year for sure because, like, I'm definitely, like, a super energetic guy. Like, like, like getting the fans involved and stuff. So, last year that wasn't really there. So, it was kind of – got to just build your own energy, like, with the team within yourself. And then, like, this year, like, they love, like, when I hype them up or, like, other teammates hype them up. And, like, that's just what I love doing. Like, being able to get them involved because – if I was a student, I went to school and I just went to a game and didn't say anything or was just their bored. like, personally, I'm just like, why are you there? Like, what, what's the <laughs> point? What's your point of being at the game? So, like, that's how I am as a person, even, like, without basketball. If I was just a student or, like, if I go to another sporting event, like, I try to be as engaged as possible and cheer them on because I know as a player yeah. that helps. It gives the team confidence. And all the teams in the country that have, the, like, really good home environments, all the players feed off that energy. So I feel like just being able to just have those fans there definitely helps us a lot because they can get really loud at times and, and we definitely need them the rest of the year too. We, we got a couple of big home games. Um, so we're definitely going to need them the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, I got that uh, Saturday, March March 5th, uh, having Kentucky at home for senior night. It's, it's a great game. It's a great game, but there's, you know, we're not worried about that right now. We're about this upcoming Saturday uh, going on the road to, to up. Um, but is there, um, you know, before I let you go, uh, is there anything else that you want to, uh, want to leave the fans with, uh, cause you know, for, for, for everyone that's gotten a chance to, to see you, you know, you're obviously going to be missed, uh, but on to bigger, I mean, this is life chapters in life end and go on, but, um, you know, I think everyone loves getting a chance to see you out there and you, you're the heart and soul. Just playing with you. It's not even about being the heart and soul of the team, but you are just – it seems like you are just fully yourself and uh, without anybody else telling – you know, pushing you. Like, you just go in there and you just wear your emotions on the sleeve. Like, is there, the fans see that. They appreciate that. I, I see that appreciate that. That is a uh, culmination of what it means to be a, a Florida Gator. It's not always about the wins and losses. Of course, fans want to see you win all the time. That's that's the – that's sports. But more than anything, they want to see you playing out there and loving it, and love being a Gator. So, is there anything else that you want to leave the fans on here with before I let you let you go?
1: No, no nothing really in particular. Just uh, excited for the rest of the season. Like, just gotta get some March Madness. That's the big picture. But like I said, taking it one game at a time, and uh, not to have, not to worry because I'm gonna keep pushing through this this minor injury that I, I had. So I'm gonna keep fighting through it um, and just ready to finish the year out strong on a good Absolutely. note.
0: Colin, man, it was, it was a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure getting a chance to connect with you. I'm telling you, the fans. I mean, they. You don't have to say words, man. The, the fans just know that that you're going out there and giving it giving it your all, and they, you know, everyone is so grateful that you're you're repping uh, the orange and blue in the way you do and just the the, the guy you are. Uh, don't let anyone change that um, because uh, where whatever level wherever you are next year, come this time, continue to have that mindset. Continue to stay humble because um, it's gonna it's gonna take you a long way anywhere in life, whether it's basketball for the next 15 years or whatever else you want to end up doing. Uh humility and hard work is never out of fashion. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Definitely coming from like you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. bro. Appreciate it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only. Big man in the paint, College Castleton. This was the 21st episode of the Younger Rowdies season two. Uh, can't wait for the game. This upcoming game, as you already know. Uh the Rowdies. Uh, You know what? You know how we end this thing. Uh, Stay rowdy.